This is season two of RYC Praise, The Call. Will you answer the call? Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Anytime that you may be listening to this show, welcome to RYC Season 2, The Call. That's right, like my brother said, will you answer the call? Do you even know what the call is? Did you know what the call was when you received it from our Heavenly Father? That's what this show is all about. We may have some music played, but not too much, but we want to chop it up with the artists. We want to chop it up with the people that we have here on our show um, on the call. So first and foremost, I have to give shout out to our CEO, to the lady of the hour with the power, Miss SPSN Spirit Soul Network CEO herself, Miss DeAndra Smith-Hall. Shout out to her and her family. Thank you very much for your allotted time. Um, also, major shout out to my brothers over there at Rapture Ready Productions and Rapture Ready Radio. Shout out to y'all. Love y'all to life. Also, my RYC brothers, man, Mr. Ricardo Mitchell, Jimmy Hustle, Slim Feezy, Yulnetta, my sister, Danielle Speaks, man, everybody out there. Also, DJ Miss Eclectic and Mr. Good Friday. Make sure you check these folks out, man. Everybody that I named except for Ricardo Mitchell, their artists. So make sure you go check them out, check them out, check them out, check them out, check out all their music and support, support, support. A little bit later on, we will be getting into some artists who had new music out this week. So uh, we're going to be jumping into the Spotify and looking that up. But right now, what I want to do is I want to jump into the scripture of the show. All right, the scripture of the show is on the flyer, so it's on the top left-hand corner of the flyer. If you check out the flyer that we had out, and it's coming from Romans 15.7, Romans 15.7. I'm not going to wait for you to open up anything. You can read it at your leisure. (laughs) All right, Romans 15.7, therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. Amen, amen, and amen. Once again, that's Romans 15, 7. So like I said, y'all can read that at your leisure, read that during your study time, mark that down in your Bibles or in your brain so you can go back to it. Um, We have a very special guest on the show, and I say that a lot, but I mean it then, but I really, 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 really mean it now. I mean, this brother here has been down with me, I believe, man, close to the time that I've been doing radio. I've been doing radio five years. This year marks five years. Um, This brother has been around for a while. He's been doing music. He's been ministering, even outside of the music, just hitting the pavements out there in Detroit, doing his thing for God and answering the call that God has given to him. So if he's on the line, please, I hope he is. Without any further ado, Mr. Brother Minister. Hey, what's going on, Big O? Bro, bro, bro. Man. <laughs> man, it's been a, it's been a minute, man. Put a big smile on my face. See, even when we're talking outside of a show or something, it's just delightful to hear you, to hear the jubilation in your voice. I mean, because we've had some conversations. We've had some, like, deep 
down to earth, like straight conversations, whereas mm-hmm. both of us was probably close to about crying on the phone. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got you got that right. Um I I I I, I wanna thank you, um, first and foremost, um, uh, for allowing me to be on the show, man. It's always been a pleasure, man, ever since yeah, it's been five years. I was just talking with somebody earlier, uh, and they were like, "You got you got a show um, uh, later on, right?" And I was telling them about, "Yeah, man, it's an online show, man, podcast." I said, "Man, this brother, man, he's been doing like multi. He got like a multiplicity of online shows, <laughs> along with his other things that he does to keep his household going as well." And I said, "Yeah, it's been about five years, man, since we've been doing it. It's been a lot of transitioning and everything like that." And uh, yeah, but every time we get on the phone, man, it's like we pick up right where we left off. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. <laughs> Amen. And that's, and that's a rarity to be able to do that, you know, with people because I'll be honest with folks, man. I can be a bugaboo. I can really be a bugaboo. With some of my friends, <laughs> I've I've actually lost friends because I've called them too much, I've texted them too much and things of that nature so I can, like I said, I can admit it, yes, I could be kind of needy at times or whatever, but it almost seems like God knows when I need to be needy with certain people and when I don't, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, it works out. Like me and you, like you said, we cannot speak for maybe six months, but then after that, it's like, bam, right back to yeah. where we left off six months ago. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I think that's uh that's a uh that's a bonus man that uh that you know that's kind of like rare as well but you know it's hey sometimes it's just the way it is and I I do have some um some um some friends that are a bit you know clingy and everything like that and that's funny <laughs> that you say that because they say the same thing and they be like don't be don't don't run away from me if I get all clingy and stuff like that and I'll be like well, you, oh, you know that's, that's, that's it, just like me <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, but you know that that's how some you know saying people are, and I, I and I tell them straight up, I'm like, well, don't get all you know offensive when I get isolated because I get like that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, right. I be right. sometimes you know I get like that, and you know I'm I'm be honest, man. I you know I get selfish with my time, and I'm I'm trying this year to be honest, man. I'm trying to do. Uh, a lot less of that, you know what I'm saying, reaching out and being more. And it's not just the ministering and things of that nature, but actually being a part of more fellowshipping, you know what I'm saying, and just like being right. like, you know, I guess I could say regular, you know what I'm saying, um, <laughs> to just sit down and t- talk and chat with some people. You know, we ain't always got to chop it up, you know what I'm saying, like strictly Bible study, but, you know, like general life fellowship and being around somebody and actually – um, um, spending some time with them, you know what I'm saying, and pouring, you know, uh, into their life, man, talking about some general things, man. It ain't got to be a struggle or anything like that. We could just be sitting around playing the games, watching a movie, and you know what I'm saying, things like that, you know. And yeah. um, I, I decided, like, this year, man, I got to I gotta be able to step out of my own, you know, my own comfort zone and um, and, and learn how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And it it seems like this year, well, it seems like towards the mid mid of last year, around the August time into this year, that's exactly what God has been 
putting me through is a lot of uncomfortability moments. And mm-hmm. tell you the truth, if it was a test, I failed at the beginning. But mm-hmm. as it went along and as I was speaking to different people, shout out to my, my family, man, my spiritual family, Ricardo Mitchell, Yul Netter, Jimmy Hustle, you know, brothers like that, Danielle Speaks, sisters like that, lending mm-hmm. the ear and, you know, giving feedback and not just giving feedback, but giving feedback even if you don't want to hear the truth. That's right. the measurement of a true friend, but it's a measurement of a true spiritual friend and sister and brother like my my, my cleaning partner, my friend, Robin Kelly. She will give it to me so brutally raw that sometimes I got to <laughs> look at her and be like, I tell her all the time, you lucky you're my friend. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but but we've been working together for so long, and we've been talking to each other for so long. I understand yeah. where she comes from when she hits me with that brutal honesty that I have to scratch my hand and be like, you know what, you're right, I am wrong, or yeah, you're right, I need to change this or that or the third. So it, it's always yeah. good to have people like that in your life. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the truth that speaks from the scripture. Iron sharpens iron. You know what I mean. Sometimes you need people, um, you know, to uh, be brutally honest with you, but you know where they're coming from if they really are doing it with compassion. You know what I'm saying? They're doing it out yeah. of love. They're not just doing it like to be condescending or condemning or judgmental or anything like that. But they're like, yo, you heading down the road, man, or you 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 acting in a certain way, man, and it's not really. Uh, appropriate, you know, uh, or you, you know, you need to check your tone and this, that, and the other. And I'm just telling you out of love because it's emanating towards everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, we do need that brutal honesty uh, a lot of times, especially within our own camp, you know. And um, on the other side, we got to be able to receive that too and be like, you know what? Yeah, I do need to check myself. I do, I need that kind of chastisement, man, so that I can. Um, so I can make the proper corrections and changes within my, you know what I'm saying, my own thinking, my own, you know, I may be in, uh, emotionally imbalanced right now, and I'm, I, I could just be very well tripping, you know, and I need somebody to put me in my place. And we should be able to accept that wholeheartedly, like, yeah, that, I mean, yo, that's why Jesus put brothers like like you and, 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 and people in our circle to, to, to keep us in position so that we don't fall out of line, you know what I mean? Right. And see, the one thing that I know I used to do, and I think I still do it sometimes, and I'm working, I'm trying to work out of it, so God, please help me with it, um, is that when I know I'm wrong, and some other people can probably attest to this, when they know Mm -hmm. you're wrong, or you know you're doing wrong, you start to distance yourself from Uh the people that are going to tell you you're wrong, so you don't hear it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I've done that, you know, quite a few times. Um, uh, I won't say that it's been like that, like in the last few years, because, uh, you know, and everybody has their own lane or their level of uh, of getting to their goal and meeting that mark. You know, everybody doesn't finish the race at the same time. Everybody's growth and development is, you know, at different stages. You know what I'm saying? So right, right. It's like, um, 
for me, I really, I do need somebody to be like, yo, you ain't, you ain't on point right now, or you, I need to light a fire up under you. And, you know, because I was just talking with somebody earlier, like, yo, I want to make sure that I'm at a point in my life all the time where I'm always pleasing God. And even though my struggles are a little bit different from others, man, I hold myself to a certain standard because that standard is what the Bible is saying. And I'm like, yo, when I don't meet that and I miss the mark, I get convicted. You know what I'm saying? So I need people to, you know what I'm saying, to put me in my place so that I can stay on point. You know, and I receive that. I, I want that kind of correction. You know what I mean? Like, you know, right. so if, if if I want that from people, I want that from God as well. And I want that from God. I want that from people all the way around because I want to make sure that I'm I'm being the example who uh, uh, that God wants me to be and who I say that I that I want to be. You know what I mean? I don't just want to like preach and teach and talk and doing all this other stuff, man. I got to make sure that I'm just that living example. You know what I mean? So I accept that and, and I need that correction, man, for real. Amen. Amen. Man, we could talk all night long, most definitely, but this show isn't that long, but I definitely appreciate <laughs> the conversation and, and we could definitely talk, talk, talk. But um, the thing about it is what I want to jump on right now is I want you to tell the people a little bit about the extreme tour. Oh, okay. So the extreme tour, I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm gonna try my best to do uh, do it in a brief uh, way. So extreme tour is just, it's a lot of collective musicianaries, pre, pretty much like musicians uh, with the call on their life to go ahead and use their talents and gifts uh uh, to go out into different neighborhoods, uh, whether it be um, a parking lot, whether it be a church, whether it be, um, you know, a homeless shelter, whatever the case may be, wherever they go, you know, uh, for sure God has a calling on them, and they go into so many different areas. And I've been a part of that tour as well. Um, they go through, uh, I want to say, uh, 50, close to 50 states. Um, they've been to, like, Germany, I want to say Belize, Brazil, uh, places like that, uh, and it just go and minister. Uh, it's about a four-hour concert and everything like that. But even before then, there's a great thing that they do called search and rescue before they even go out and uh, and do the concert like on the next day. So they do this thing called search and rescue where we just go out and like evangelize or minister and talk to people, you know what I mean? And we're not just trying to hype up the concert or anything like that, but they're really trying to reach out to people because that is – uh, what the whole thing really is about, you know what I mean? Reaching out to people. Uh, of course, we want people to come, but if it's one or if it's one hundred, we're going to minister the same, or they're going to minister the same at that same level. You know what I mean? So that's what it is, and it's just like, I mean, they've been doing this for like the last fifteen, twenty years, probably even more than that. You know, um, and it's uh, they travel, man. Uh, 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 sometimes, man, it's like. Uh, we have good places to stay, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes you might have to sleep in your car, sleeping bag, sleep on the outside, on the ground. You know, I've slept under like some scaffolds before. You know what I mean, just I'm, I'm just saying, man. And uh, the whole deal is just like accepting that call and going out and doing that kind of missionary work. Whether you even get a chance to play or sing or whatever the case may be, it's not really all about that. It's all about reaching out to the people you know, and giving them the love of God, you know, um, and really displaying that in the fashion where it's, uh, it's, 
it's acceptable, I, I, I would say. You know, um, so they've, they've partnered with a lot of different people across the country, man, and, and it's, I think it's awesome, man. Anybody who has the chance to be a part of the Extreme Tour, if they feel that that's a call on their life and God is leading them that way, then I would definitely recommend them to go there, especially if you want to know what, you know, uh, you know, street ministry is about as well. Amen. Amen. I want to try to, I've, I've had a couple of emails come my way from the um, organizer of the extreme okay. tour. So I want to try to see if I can get them to come out this way, come out to the Virginia area. Um, so maybe I can hook up with uh, Deandra and we can talk to them and do something you know, do something together. I know she's closer to the Richmond area, so maybe we can meet uh-huh. in the middle and try to get them out this way. Um, okay. Oh, We're going to have so, to talk about that because I'm, I'm coordinating with somebody right now to get them to try to get them back here in Jackson this year. Oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. So we, yeah, we're definitely going to have to talk after we get off the phone to see how we can go about doing that. Yeah, I've been talking to um um uh Edimon. Okay. Idioms, excuse me, idioms, idioms. <laughs> Damn <it>. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yeah. I always mess up his name. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew who you were talking about and I ain't even correct you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But God correct God corre- uh corrected me. Because it snapped right into my head as soon as I said it. It was like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> but, um, oh, man. So, so the call, the calling, um, that's what this show is all about. That's what the question I love to ask each person that comes on to the show. But the special way that I want to ask you is, is that did you receive a calling through the music, through Christian music, or was your calling actually through the ministry portion and Christian music just followed behind it, or was it all at the same time? The call came when the call came on my life, to be honest. When when I recommitted my life back to Christ back in 2002, uh, shortly I began to be um, convicted by the music and things like that that I was listening to, the mu- movies and, you know, the way that I was acting. And um, I had to to get before God and actually pray because I was like, man, I can't keep rapping this gangster stuff and all this thugged out stuff, and that's not my life anymore. So I had to pray like, Lord, I don't want to give up the music. If I have to, I'll do it. But if I can use this in a way, and I didn't know nothing about no Christian rap or nothing like that back then. So I was like, if I can use this for your glory, I promise you know, I would not deviate from it, and I won't use it for my own monetary gain or my own personal wealth. And then shortly after that, you know, the words started coming as I began to read. I began to go through some trials, and I began to talk about that, and I began to understand the Word of God a little bit more, so I began to interject more, you know, theology into my music. And then I started understanding what I wanted to do, but I don't believe that I received the actual call to go out and do the ministry. Uh, yet at that time, uh, um, I didn't realize that I needed more growth. Of course, I was gung ho. I was like, okay, now I can rap it. Now I want to go out. But I, uh-huh. I know that I wasn't really mature enough to do it because um, I wasn't really actively doing it until like, oh man, I want to say like 2012, 2013. 
you know, and then I began to go, like, to multiple churches and things like that, and especially when I moved out in Jackson for a minute, and um, I was doing them in quite a few churches here, you know, but I really received the call um, when I applied for the extreme tour, you know, and, mm. and I knew that's what I wanted to do. I was like, man, I don't want to go on this tour, and I knew God was calling me to do it, but then he's, it's, at the same time, I still wasn't mature enough yet because I did this like three years in a row, and it didn't happen until like the third time. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, wow. man, man I've been, I, and I've been, I had been trying to reach out to do like different events and things like that, and I wasn't getting a lot of calls and things like that. Um, but that third year, and that was in like 2016 when I got the um, – uh, I forget who actually reached out to me. Uh, um, uh, he did a song, man, uh, with um, Jordan Copas. I, I think his name was uh, Josh Gowder. Um, he reached out to me when he was one of the A&Rs, and uh, it was another huh. lady as well. But then he reached out to me, sent me an email. He said, I see you submitted to, you know, the uh, um, to the page, and, you know, you, know, you got to pay a little donation and everything like that. And he said, so now what you have to do is you got to go, like, through these, like, different tiers. Uh, to see if you really like qualify, and then they see you all this information that you can read, um, so that you can know what the tour is about and what it's not about. It's, and they specifically say what the tour is not about is hiring your plight. This is not some place where you can come out here and get you know and just do, and just perform. You know what I mean? And so when I read through all of that stuff, and it was about seventeen, eighteen pages, and then they had scripture lining up with uh, what they. Um, what they were about, what the foundation of it and everything like that. And and they told me flat out, you know, um, this is what you're going to have to endure. You probably are not going to be in a hotel. This is not that kind of tour where you get to, you know, uh, get all the glamour and the lights and everything like that. So when I, when I read it, I didn't even have to pray about it, honestly. When I read it, I was like, yo, this is something I want to do, you know, I said, I think this is it. And then I was even between jobs at that time, man. And so we've been, you know, emailing back and forth. I submitted and I have I had agreed and things like that. And then I, I qualified for another tier. So they had to wait till they go through, like, all the different artists and everything like that. And then, um, like, the third tier that I got passed, they actually sent me a, a confirming email said that I, you know, uh, I qualified to go on the tour, and this is what I would have to do. So I had to raise some money and things of that nature. Like I said, I was in between jobs. So uh, when they said that um, the tour started, I believe, in Schenectady or either Scotia, but I believe it was Schenectady. On, uh, it was around, like, the July weekend um, on the 4th. And so I had to raise money to get all the way to New York. So my, my, I had my kids, man. We put on this car wash for like a whole week, man. I had my kids. <laughs> uh, we made signs and everything like that, bro. And they was like, uh, come get your car wash for a mission trip, man. They, I had one of my kids in one corner and, and my kids in another corner, man. And, uh, man, people was coming through getting their car wash. But this is the thing, man. The, the people that was coming through gave me more money than I washed cars. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And it was like people that wasn't even Christian. They asked me, what are you doing this for? I'm like, I'm trying to raise this money for a mission trip. 
And, you know, I'm going to be using music, but I'm doing it to reach out to people, you know, who don't know God, who are, you know, poor in spirit and everything like that. And I just got to raise the money to get there and things of that nature. And then it was like, all right, here you go. Gave me the money. And then they just pulled off. They was like, I don't even need my car wash. I just, you know, appreciate and love what you're doing. And I was like, whoa, this is a God thing, you know, for real. And um, and I was looking for support for some, like, close people, and I didn't even get that. You know what I mean? I was like, man, what's Mm -hmm. really going on? I'm like, I'm putting this out there on Facebook, and I'm like, yo, I created my little extreme tour page. Like, man, what's up, man? Where where the peeps at? You know, where, where... what are the ones that's close to me at, you know? And yeah. God told me, he was like, you know, don't look for those people who are close to you. He said, you just depend on me, and I'm going to send you who you need. And it was and it was the ones that just came out the woodwork that I did not know. You know what I mean? So it's uh-huh. kind of like so that he would get all the glory. You know what I'm saying? So I couldn't say, yeah, I right. my homeboy help me. And, I, you know, my hands, it, it, it was it was totally not in it. You know what I mean? Um, but I believe at that time, when I look back on it now, I believe at that time it was because of some something had ignited in my heart. My faith grew because it was just like, you know, how am I going to get this money? And I was just like, bump it. We're going to do a car wash. I didn't know how it was going to turn out, but I knew some way, <laughs> somehow I was going to get there. You know what I mean? So that that's when I really, really knew that that was that that's when I knew and I answered the call in regards to that like that music to that evangelizing to that outreach ministry you know what I mean because I knew I had a fire that was burning man but it was just like I couldn't find out what I wanted to do what I needed to do and you know the Lord was like you know the whole world is your is your platform you know what I mean you ain't got to wait for nobody right. to do anything or put you in a position to do anything that so I put you there. You know what I mean? I've instructed you. You don't have to wait on anybody else, you know? So that's how it kind of, like, started, man. And then when I went on that tour for about a month and I came back from that, I came back uh, to Jackson, man. It was funny, man. When I got back, man, I started getting emails from people like, can you come do this show? Can you come do this outreach? Can you do this, that, and the other? And it was just, like, consistent, man. And I was like, wow. And then I started learning how to create you know what I'm saying? My own thing. I was volunteering at the place where I work at right now, the Recovery Resource Center called Home of New Vision, uh, Jackson Area Recovery Community. Shout out to them. Um, they was in support of, you know, me creating this event, event called Hope for the Hood, Michigan. And that was my very first thing doing that down at the shelter, man, my own event, man. But they was in support of it. And at that time, man, they had even offered me a job, you know what I mean? Like during the event, that was crazy. And things are just working out, bro. And I was just getting, I mean, like, crazy things, man, was happening. It's not crazy. It's, it, was, it was like just the faithfulness of God. You know what I'm saying? He said your whole world is, this whole world is your mission field. And so he starts sending me in different parts of the world. You know what I'm saying? Um, he made a way for me to catch flights. I ain't, I, half of the time, I didn't even have to pay my own money, if not almost all the time. You know what I mean? But he sent me places, and I was just like, wow, man. And it was he was just pouring and pouring and pouring. And I had experience mm-hmm. on top of experience, meeting with different people, man. Man, it's just been, yeah, yeah. So ever since then, man, I was like, all right, man, I know what my call is. But I know that it was not just music. That was just one of the tools. So I never did bank on that at that time. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. 
Well, brother, we're down to the two-minute warning here. Um, oh wow, that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit different, but it's it's all good, man. This show is more, you know, more of the conversation. So I definitely yeah, enjoy man. all the meat that you uh, fed us with. I just want you real quick to talk about the song "Wake Up" off of your um, album "Voice for the Broken." Because you have oh. a couple of uh, artists on there, Danielle Speaks and Knowledge. Yeah. So just yeah. real quick on that. Okay. Yeah, Wake Up featuring Danielle and Knowledge. Uh, this definitely is talking about, you know, all of the lies and deception that we have been fed and how people saying they woke, but they not really woke. You know what I'm saying? So I'm telling people to wake up, for real. And that's essentially what the whole album is about as well, you know, because we are living in a broken system, and people are not even acknowledging that, you know, that we're living in this broken system with all of this social injustice and and, and all the things that we have been going through, and we have been fed things uh, systematically to make us think, you know, a certain way. We've been reprogrammed, and people are constantly living pretty much in the matrix so you got to wake up from that you know what i mean so that's what the song entails pretty much okay awesome awesome so what we're going to do is we're going to share the link and everything so people if you haven't heard the song go to brother minister's spotify page follow brother minister brother minister thank you brother for coming on the call thank you thank you thank you thank you man i really appreciate it man and we're gonna have to chop it up afterwards too All right, most definitely, most definitely. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of The Call right here on SPSN FM, uh, Spirit Soul Network. Until next Monday, peace. Will you answer the call? Drugs been dropped off all in the neighborhood. Now we got a war on drugs. Airplanes crashed into the Twin Towers. 9-11. Now we got legalization of abortion for a baby that's full term with a heartbeat. You ain't woke. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Let's get to what I'm here to speak to a generation. I am a witness for those who die in a sickness. I'm seeing the devastation. You worship idols and those in higher positions. Going for titles and riches. Seems like you're sweeping this wretched nation. Your frequency been on a corrupted station. God's mercy, you do us, but you're mocking his love and patience.